Welcome to Being On Stage, the only podcast that gives you motivation, inspiration, and confidence to be better on stage. No matter how you entertain, sing, dance, band, comedian, public speaking, MC, drag, burlesque, performance art, or street performer, this is the show for you. Hey rock stars, welcome back to the Being On Stage podcast, day 12 of podcasting every day. My name is Reggie Dawson, I am a stage performance coach talent development coach, whatever else you want to call me. I help performers do better on stage in every aspect of their show, but I specialize in audience connection and confidence development as well. So stay tuned because this is going to get wild. I'm just kidding. We're just going to talk for a few minutes and then I'm going to let you go. Uh, Like we're on a phone call, you know, I'm just going to talk for a few minutes and then, you know, I'll let you go. It's all good. So, um, Something that's uh, been kind of happening lately with me, I guess, is uh, my wife's been telling me I've been very nostalgic lately or very, uh, I guess, been kind of focused on some memories of old shows I used to do and things that happened and and sometimes things that just did not go the way that, you know, they were supposed to, the way that I wanted them to. And, you know, there's a name for that. There's a big, fat name for that. And we all know what it is. We all felt it at one point or another. And that is regret. Okay. So let me, let me talk to you a minute for a minute about regret. There, there are a few big moments in my life where I had an opportunity and I did not seize it. And I'll tell you, most of your regret is not going to come. And actually not most, all of your regret is not going to come from things that you did. Well, I mean, unless you like committed a crime or, you know, something like that. Like, okay, so we'll go back to most. Most of your regret is not going to come from things that you did, but it's going to come from things that you didn't do. Opportunities that were there that you didn't take. Moments that you made a decision to play it safe instead of take a risk. Everyone does it. You're not alone in this. I'm sure you already have some of those moments. Maybe you're in one of those moments right now where you have this opportunity in front of you. And if you take it, man, it's going to be a crazy ride, but you're on your way to your dreams. And if you don't take it, you can still be on your way to your dreams, but it's not going to be such a crazy ride. And so let me just tell you the story, okay? Instead of just giving you analogy after it, let me just tell you the story, all right? Uh, There's two moments in my life that I consistently think about, like, just regret. Two moments in my performing career, I guess we could say. Moment numero uno, when MySpace was very, very popular. I feel like I've been talking about MySpace a little bit recently, but before Facebook, there was MySpace. And when MySpace was very popular, I had developed a kind of award system, uh, similar to like a Grammys type of thing, but I, I developed an award system for performers. And at the time... Um, I had a lot of gay friends. I was hanging out with in the in the gay clubs and everything like that because that's that's what was popular when I was you know eighteen nineteen. That's that's just you know that's what was popular. Uh, all my friends were doing it. And honestly, if you've ever been to a drag show, you understand what I'm talking about because they're they're great. It's like entertainment at its finest. You want to be entertained, truly entertained. Go to a drag show. Like seriously, you will your jaw will be on the floor because it is that amazing most of the time. But anyway, so I, I had developed kind of an award system 
helping some friends out with you know their their careers and and what they wanted to do we we developed an award system and it got started gaining some traction and not just local traction it started gaining national traction national to the point of i was invited to a national contest to present awards to some of their participants in their contest on stage at this national you know national event and that was in the second year so after the second year myspace started to fade out facebook really took over and i struggled with and if you don't know when facebook first started the the great thing about facebook was it was just a news feed that's it there was no blog there was no no there was a profile page but on your profile page it was like your photos and your news feed there was no blog there was no top friends there was no there was no drama at first i know imagine facebook without drama but there was no drama at first there was a like button and a comment button and that was it okay it was it was simple and we're coming off of myspace where you could put in code and build your profile to look the way that you wanted and you you could post up who your top eight or 16 friends were and you had a blog and you had a news feed and you had this and you had that and you had games and it was it was a lot i mean now people would probably love myspace because it's everything we're all rolled into one all your social media platforms that you use yeah myspace was pretty much all of that in one platform but when facebook took over they wanted it simple so when i was when i had this contest system i couldn't figure out how to move it from my myspace to facebook because Facebook was just a newsfeed. There was no there was no meat to it. Like now you could run an entire business solely off of Facebook, but it wasn't the case then. Okay, now I had no problem doing this award system, but it's been done now. And and there's RuPaul's Drag Race and there's this person doing it and that person it's everywhere now, everywhere. So but I kind of I don't want to say it was the first, but I was before it was everywhere. Put it that way. I'm not claiming the first because I don't know what else was out there. But I was also afraid of building a website because this was before you could just point click. And now I could build you a website with one hand tied behind my back in like an hour or two. Truthfully, you want a website? Contact me. I'll build you a website. You want a landing page? Call me. I'll build you a landing page. But at the time, and this was like 2009, 10, uh, it wasn't like that. So I couldn't. I was, I was scared, you know, so I didn't proceed and ultimately I shut it down. And the reason I said I shut it down is, you know, since MySpace was, was no longer relevant there, this was no longer going to happen. And I blamed it on that. But truthfully, it was because I was afraid to invest money in it. I was afraid to build a website. I was afraid to proceed with it because what if I put all this money and time into it and effort into it and nothing came of it? You know what would actually have happened? Like now looking back and how time has gone, you know what actually would have happened is I probably would have been successful to a point of someone else would have bought it from me and I wouldn't have had to been scared anymore. Like that's actually what would have happened. Or it would have become something fantastic, which is what I've always envisioned. But And that, that's the thing. I think we all do it. When we have this opportunity and, and we have this vision of this thing that we have is going to be something fantastic. And listen, this was this was an award system for, for performers, you know, but but this is the same thing on stage. And I'm going to tell you another story here in a moment. Same thing on stage. You have this amazing vision for what you want your career to be or what you want your performance to be, but you don't allow yourself to step into it. 
And I think that that's that's what I struggle with the most. And that's what where most of my regret is. So here's the here's the second story I wanted to share with you. Oh, so long story short with that one. And I know it's OK. Long story long. But with this award system, I just I shut it down. I moved on. I let go. And that sucks because I probably could have like sold it to RuPaul. But anyways, neither here nor there. I try not to have any regrets, but I do. So the next one is true performance opportunity. They actually have two. They have a number of stories that I could tell you, but this one's probably one of the bigger ones. So, in 2011, I know I've mentioned this before. Um, me and my wife, my now wife, well, my girlfriend, my wife. We're the only thing we're missing is a wedding and a certificate. But other than that, she's my wife. But uh, we met in 2008. Got together 2009. 2011 happened. We had a huge financial crisis. We were going to be homeless. They moved to Massachusetts. Around 2010, so all this kind of happened around the same time, but around uh, 2010-ish, um, I had this amazing opportunity. It was probably the end of 2000, or no, sorry, 2012, so it was after she left. So around 2012, um, I was kind of at the height of my game. I was really coming into my own as a performer, and, and I was starting to climb that hill and become, you know notable and I was starting to gain some traction. I was getting more bookings. I was being invited out of town. Uh, I was being asked to perform with, you know, higher level entertainers and kind of, I was building my career. So I was becoming a bit of a local celebrity. And so this, this is the dangers of a local celebrity as well. So one show I did, and I didn't, this is, you also never know who's in the audience, by the way. This is why you should always be on your game and like doing your best and putting, putting your, your best self out there. Uh, there was a girl in the audience that happened to be part of a circus troupe out of Boston. Uh, and not like a circus, like da, 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 like Cirque du Soleil type circus troupe. And she approached me after my show and she was kind of, you know, oh my God, you're amazing. You know, there, I, people in Boston don't do this the way that you do it. You should, you know, if you're ever in Boston, contact me. I can hook you up. I can make you, he you're going to be huge. Let me know. Like, completely she was visiting from boston in case i missed saying that um but completely like just you need you need to come to a bigger city because this is your your big city material it's kind of what she said to me and i'm not tooting my own horn i'm not bragging but you know you are probably and i'm talking to you here the listener you are probably big city material as well and that's a decision you have to make for yourself just like as a decision i had to make for myself at the same time as this happening to me, though, um, my wife was in Massachusetts on the other side. Uh, her best friend lived in Boston and offered me to stay at their apartment until I got on my feet um, so I could be closer to my girlfriend, you know, and, and my daughter. <laughs> um, yeah, my girlfriend and my daughter. And uh, at the time I was living with my mom, I convinced myself that my mom needed me to help take care of her, which... My mom's 68. She does get around on a wheelchair, but I'll tell you, she doesn't really need help getting taken care of. She, she's got good friends and good church family to help that was more than willing to help her. I'm sure, uh, if I wasn't around, but I convinced myself to stay for my mom, which she's told me time and time again, you don't have to stay for me. So she's completely not selfish about this. I've just, it's, it's one of the excuses I've used to hold myself back. Um, and I was also convinced that I had such good traction here that if I uprooted myself and moved someone out somewhere else, I would lose all the traction and I would lose all the notoriety that I had worked so hard for here. 
I'll tell you, looking back at my life and, and how things have gone with my job and where I'm at right now, I should have went to Boston. Um, because one, I love Massachusetts. And I try not to say this too much to my wife because she's homesick, but I love every part of Massachusetts. Like we've traveled across the state and everything. It's a pretty cool state to to be in and to just to travel around and explore the history. And the the fact that I had a performing invitation and a house staying invitation to go to Boston, I mean the 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 possibilities truly are endless. And so I guess where I'm going with this podcast and where I'm going with and I'm not trying to throw a pity party here for me because believe me, I'm I'm not looking for pity. I, my wife and I are back together. She's down here, in, down in Florida, where you know where we're at now. My daughter's fourteen. We're we're good. We're we're in, and we're going places together. You know, it's not about me taking off as a performer or her taking off as a graphic designer. It, we're we're doing stuff together, and I think that's what's most important. So I don't I don't I don't regret how things turned out. But performing wise, that's an opportunity that I really really should have taken and stepped through that door. And I think a lot of times. We, and I mean all of us, you included, we hold ourselves back because we're afraid of the what-if factor. And I got to tell you, as someone who's, you know, faced that what-if and turned around, take the leap. Take the jump. Take the opportunity when it's presented to you. If you have the ability, and I mean, listen... if you really are a caretaker for someone, I get it. I was not really a caretaker for someone. My mother my mother has operated she she's survived so many things. She honestly has faced death too many times to count. Everything from almost being eaten by an alligator when she was a kid to driving off of a bridge to being lost at sea. Like not a lie. My mother should have a podcast just talking about her life or death situation. So believe me, my mother does not need me. I need her. Uh <laughs> But, you know, if you truly are a caretaker for someone, I get it. You can't uproot yourself and move. But there's going to be an opportunity where you really, really want to take. And I'm here to tell you, and I want you to know, and I want to, I want to, I got your back, number one. Take it. Just take it. Take the jump. See what happens. You're going to land on your feet. You're going to land on your feet because you're going to keep working at what you're doing and you're going to get there. If you need a little more encouragement, a little more boost, another kick in the pants, whatever it is, I'm here for you. Like I said, I got your back. Hit me up. Jump on my calendar, beingonstage.com slash calendar. You can also shoot me an email, Reggie, at beingonstage.com. Either way, I'm happy to chat with you for a few and just work through some things that you're working through, give you the confidence boost, boost that you need, and just keep you rocketing, blasting off towards your dreams. This is your dream. You got to live it to the fullest and you got to take the chances that are going to get you there. Keep on shining.